0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. It is currently 10:26 p.m. East Coast time. It is Sunday, November 17th, and I'm going to break down the $500,000 to first showdown slate Monday Night Football between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. I believe this one is in Mexico City. I know, I just know it's in, not out. It's outside of the United States. That's why there's a huge promotion on DraftKings for it, and also all the rake that DraftKings continues to take. Five hundred thousand to first for a showdown contest in the week eleven of the regular season is just absolutely insane. We've seen it been going up. We saw three hundred K for the first time, uh, just for a random um, showdown slate earlier this year. Then four hundred K on a random like week four slate, and that kept on happening. So now we get five hundred K to first. If you're new here, welcome to my channel and podcast. My name is Sal Vetri. I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. I have NBA content going out every single day on this channel in the form of a breakdown video each morning, and then I have projections over on my Patreon, which is linked up down below if you want my exclusive content, as well as for the NFL. Patreon content goes out pretty much every single day, about 25 hours per week I spend over on Patreon, and then about 10 to 15 hours per week I spend over here on YouTube, and where I have NFL videos going out four to five times per week, and this is the first one of the week on Monday, closing up the previous week, then we'll look ahead into the next week moving forward on Tuesday. So, Welcome. If you're here, I would appreciate it. if you hit the subscribe button. If you're watching right now on YouTube, in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen for you, there's a little subscribe button. It's in red. If you click that, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out If you get any value from this video or videos in the past of mine as the biggest way to help me out for this free content. And if you're listening on the podcast, hit the five-star rate and review. Once again, today, as I'm recording this on Sunday night, I opened up the projections on the NBA for about an hour and a half right before lock started up until the end of lock, and maybe the late night slate. Um, that was only on Instagram. I put it up as a story. So, if you want to get access to kind of some of those sneak peek type of things where i'm going to do that once or twice a week moving forward for the nba and or nfl open things up for free for an hour maybe sometimes they're downloadable so you can keep them um, be sure to follow me over on instagram it's linked up down below sal vetri as well as on twitter at sal vetri dfs so those are all the plugs the biggest things if you could hit that, hit that subscribe and like button on youtube and hit that five star rate and review over on the podcast version so Getting into this, yeah, five hundred thousand dollars to first—the biggest that I've seen outside of the promotions for like the Super Bowl for a million dollars. The first game of the year, which was a million dollars on Thursday night slate, but five hundred k to first—pretty um, incredible stuff for a showdown slate. This shows where the growth of the industry continues. The showdown slates continue to be crazy popular. I imagine there's some sort of promotion and sponsorship involved with them going to Mexico for this one. So we'll go through these interests. Um, it's two teams that have depth at their uh, different positions, both running back, uh, wide receiver has lots of depth, and then two capable quarterbacks which you get there is just a lot of possible players in play because they'll prop up a lot of their wide receivers tight ends running backs as well as the quarterbacks being in play so i have right now on an interest board 16 players of interest on the showdown slate that's about where i like to be if i'm entering a ton of lineups maybe get another one or two but 16 right around 15 is where um, i feel comfortable with if you're entering many of lineups and if you're playing from just one or two lineups it's a nice player pool to choose from I have six players currently as a yes, and then the following 10 are just players that I think are definitely in play, but not as much of priorities as of right now. And once again, we're still around 20 hours until this game locks, 22 hours. So subject to change, my cash game tiers will be out on Patreon, uh, or not cash game tiers, but showdown tiers for Monday will be out on Patreon later today. Um, so starting at the top, Tyreek Hill, and, and I guess the biggest thing is to point out injury-wise is that Damian Williams, I believe he traveled with the team, but he is very questionable for this week. Um, that is the biggest question mark, and then you also had LeSean McCoy, who was a healthy scratch last week. So the running back situation, if you're looking on YouTube, I have these guys all highlighted in yellow because you're really going to have to see what the inactives look like an hour and a half before lock. If Damian Williams is out, well then Darrell Williams in. Or Daryl Williams and Lashawn McCoy become very popular. If Damian Williams is out and Lashawn McCoy is a scratch, well then load up on all the Daryl Williams because he's 4200 and he'll be the only healthy back um, for this game outside of uh, Darwin Thompson. So he, they both become in play. Of course, if you have Damian Williams in and all three of these guys are in, it makes it very messy, and I wouldn't want to pay 7400 for Damian Williams. The only way I'm paying 7400 for Damian Williams is if he's in and Lashawn McCoy is a healthy scratch again. Otherwise, he's just a, a wash at that price point. If LeSean McCoy is in and all these guys are in, then he's just a wash at that price point. If they're all in, I don't have any interest in any of them. That is the biggest piece of news injury-wise from the... The Kansas City side of the ball in terms of their offense they have a defensive lineman who's going to miss once again they've had a lot of defensive lineman injuries their offensive line is still banged up but for fantasy purposes the biggest deal is just the running back situation with Damian Williams being the priority there in terms of injuries and also Blake Bell backup tight end is going to miss in this game nothing major there but again if anything it just takes off another punt play on the board that can potentially win somebody 500k at a 200 price tag he's not going to be playing so at the top of my interest is Tyree Kill 10,600 dollars Look, people are going to say, oh, but he's going to be shadowed by Casey Hayward. No, he's not. Tyreek Hill has yet to be shadowed so far this season. The most um, coverage against him in man to man this year uh, has been 53% of Dore Jackson covered Tyreek Hill 53% of the time in that game. And we all know that it really did not matter in that game. That's a game that Tyreek had uh, absolutely went nuclear against Malcolm Butler and Adore Jackson. And the only reason Adore Jackson had to play more on. Um, Tyreek Hill in that game was because Malcolm Butler gets hurt uh, midway through the game. So just naturally, they're going to have to have more door Jackson, the only other capable cornerback on Tyreek Hill. And even then, he only played 53% of the snaps on him. So Tyreek does not get shadowed because you cannot shadow Tyreek with one player because nobody can take away Tyreek Hill. Just his versatility in the way that they move him around this offense, not only using him out wide, but putting him into the slot. It's very difficult um, to take away a weapon like that. So at $10,600, you're not going to see a lot of Casey Hayward on him. Hayward stays 66% of the time on the left side of the field. Uh, Tyreek Hill will be moving around the whole time. Uh, You probably see Casey Hayward on Tyreek at most 50% of this game. Um, and even then, it's not like a, a shutdown matchup, although Hayward has been good. He's nobody really, again, can shut down Tyree Kill. So at best, you're getting a difficult matchup for Tyree Kill, um, or at, or at worst, you're getting a difficult matchup for Tyree Kill at 50% of the game, probably closer to like 35-40% of the game, if I'm being honest with you. Um, so yes, Tyree Kill at $10,600 on a one-game showdown slate is one of the better options on the entire slate because of the upside that this guy has. And in his last game, he's fully healthy. Obviously, he was suspended, so that's why he was out, but fully and, and well, he was um going through potential suspension comes off of that um and starts the season off and then gets injured so uh, now he's fully healthy from that Uh, going through a lot so far this season but it's a spot where he is looking the best he might ever have in in the league not only this guy that takes you and burns you for 80 yard touchdowns although he can still do that Uh, last time out that he was just bouncing off of players it was the best game that i've seen tyree kill ever play so Tyreek Hill, definitely in play. Phillip Rivers at 8800 If I had to choose between Rivers and Patrick Mahomes on this showdown slate, not just in real life or in your season-long leagues or in a spot that salaries don't matter, on a showdown slate where there's a $3,200 difference, I'll take Phillip Rivers over Patrick Mahomes gasp as everybody gasps. Um, Look, it's it's a pricing thing. Patrick Mahomes at $12,000 can surely throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, and it doesn't matter. Of course he can. But at $12,000, he's going to restrict you from getting to potentially Tyree Kill, restrict you from getting to Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Tyree Kill, those types of lineups. And I'd rather just get to Phillip Rivers, who has the ability to score 20-plus uh, DraftKings points. And even if Patrick Mahomes scores 24 points, as long as Philip Rivers is close to Patrick Mahomes, there's a really good chance um, Patrick Mahomes is not needed. So not only do you need Mahomes to play really well, get 25-plus fantasy points, you also need everybody else on the slate, Philip Rivers being one of them, but everybody else in this 8K-plus range. And there's a lot. There's Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Philip Rivers, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, all these guys who have are capable of scoring 20-plus points. You need pretty much, like... Um, all of them outside of like one or two to not uh, go off in this game. So a lot has to go right for Mahomes. Surely he can just blow it out of the water and score 35 points, 30 points like he usually does. Um, so it's a showdown slate. I'm trying to get an edge. A lot of people are going to own Patrick Mahomes. If you want to win $500,000, you have to do some things that are a little bit um, unorthodox. And I'm probably going to have 0% Patrick Mahomes. I will be playing this showdown slate, the first one that I have played with any sort of volume in about two, two months or so. But... Um, month and a half, maybe. Yeah, I'll be probably having 0% Patrick Mahomes. That does not mean you should have that. That is a strategy that I'm taking every single time that I've rostered or faded an $11,000 plus or $11,500 plus quarterback when I played showdown slates. Uh, it has worked out. I've done it four times. One time Patrick Mahomes got injured. So obviously, I lucked out there, but potentially he doesn't get there either way. It's not anything about the person's skill set. There's pricing on a showdown slate that matters. If you roster Patrick Mahomes with 75% of the field, it's going to roster Patrick Mahomes because of his name, as they probably should because he has a good, Skill set, but at twelve thousand dollars, he's going to limit you from getting to one to two top tier players, and you can also just get to a guy like Philip Rivers facing a bottom third of the league, twenty fourth ranked secondary, twenty eighth ranked pass rush against in Kansas City with his weapons finally healthy, um, all on the field for about two three weeks now as a core in the offensive line, getting a little bit healthier as well as the season goes on. Yet Philip Rivers looks like a guy who had eighty eight hundred dollars. It's not like he's only $1,000 cheaper than uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's much cheaper. So give me Philip Rivers there. Uh, Melvin Gordon at 8,600 faces the Kansas City's dead uh, dead last ranked rush defense. He's had 46 total touches over the last two weeks, 42 rush attempts, and he's ran 17.3 routes run um, so far this season per week. It's a really good overall usage spot for Melvin Gordon. $8,600, 8600 is e. surely in play for me. Um, all these guys on, on the Chargers are priced in a very weird range. Nobody really breaks free, but you have $8,800 Phillip Rivers, $8,600 Melvin Gordon, $8,400 Keenan Allen, and $8,200 Hunter Henry. It just forces you to pretty much pick. You can probably get three of them, but you really have to then filter down the rest of your lineups. So it forces you to really just pick two of these guys and roll with them. Um, I kind of like Philip Rivers in a pass catcher. Maybe you get to another cheaper pass catcher. Keenan Allen at 8400 is likely to face Rashawn Fenton. This is actually another big injury for the Chiefs in their secondary. Kendall Fuller, slot cornerback, who's been one of their better quarterbacks this year. Um, honestly, terrible season last year, so it's, it's naturally getting better than last year. But Fenton, so far, in limited um, snaps and coverage this year as a backup cornerback. On 15 targets, he's given up eight catches for 84 yards and two touchdowns in the slot. Keenan Allen is going to patrol the slot. Now, about three weeks removed from this injury that he's been dealing with. Seemed to have gotten healthier in the last time out on primetime. So, another primetime matchup here. I really like Keenan Allen at $8,400. I think he's my favorite charger to target at that price point. He is a guy who um, he is continually, continuously, continuously underpriced, and people are down on him. Of course, since his first three games when he looked like the best receiver of all time with like 42 um, receptions or something in like three games or something nuts, um, 42 targets I believe it was. But the the big thing now is that Keenan Allen is in a spot where, actually, I think it might have been receptions. Uh, Keenan Allen's in a spot now where he's three weeks removed from an injury. There's about a three-week span where he was injured and playing through those injuries on limited snaps in one game. So people are down, down on the guy who was playing literally, he shouldn't even have been out there probably. Um, now he seems fully healthy and he's going to go up against a backup cornerback against one of the worst secondaries in the league for two years straight. Now they're, they're definitely improved this year, but over the last two or three weeks they've fallen off a little bit more. Um, they were much better in terms of overall rankings and where they graded out uh, through six weeks of the season than they do right now. And a lot of that is probably due to injuries to guys like Kendall Fuller and also continued injuries to their defensive line. Chris Jones coming back, but was injured for about a month there or or so there earlier this season. Hunter Henry at $8,200. He's a yes for me. He's a top five tight end matchup on the entire weekend. with over, According to Pro Football Focus, 21% plus advantage over the average. So 21% advantage this week compared to an average week against this Chiefs secondary. He's ran 31 routes per week since returning week six. And that's one of the best rates you're going to find. Um, it, it leads the entire league during that time for tight ends running routes. So the usage is insane. It's really hard to kind of filter how you want to prioritize these chargers. But on this slate, I'm going to prioritize the Chargers. And again, it's it's so close with all these guys. But um, as of right now, I probably go uh, Keenan Allen, Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Hunter Henry. And it, it, me putting Hunter Henry last out of those four guys is nothing against them. They are all separated, pretty much the same price range. It's just a matter of how often I think I get to them and that's where I'm at right now. All four of them, though, I will have a good amount of volume on. The next up is Sammy Watkins. He's my last yes. He is $6,000, and he's going to have a really good matchup against Desmond King, who plays 99% of his snaps in the slot at cornerback for the Los Angeles Chargers, and Desmond King was one of the best, if not the best slot cornerback last season. He definitely was, in my opinion. This year, though, not the same case. Twenty-five. Um, receptions given up for 261 yards and a touchdown on only 27 targets in man coverage, 93% completion percentage against him. Uh, It's a sneaky solid matchup for Sammy Watkins, who continues to see volume um, since returning from his injury and since Patrick Mahomes returned as well. So those are my six yeses. You get Tyree Kill, Phillip Rivers, pretty much all the Chargers, uh, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and Sammy Watkins. Now going over to my maybes, there's 10 of them. Um, Patrick Mahomes, $12,000. He's not out of play for me, um, but like I said, I'll probably have 0%, but I just want to let people know that he's definitely in play. I think he's a good play. If you want to get to him, that's completely fine. More times than not, he's probably needed, but if he's going to be highly owned at the highest price point, which just makes your lineups a little bit more constricted and a lot of things have to go well for Patrick Mahomes, and not only that, you also have a lot have to have a lot of things go wrong for other people. If Philip Rivers scores 24 points in the slate, Or even if he scores 22, you probably need Patrick Mahomes to go for 30, 35 plus for the difference between those two to be worth the $3,200 price difference because you probably have Tyreek Hill having a good game. If Phillip Rivers has a good game, there's a really good chance Keenan Allen and or Hunter Henry and or Mike Williams has a good game. So one of them might be needed over a guy like Patrick Mahomes at a price tag that is almost double their price tags. Guys like um, Mike Williams, double his price tag by a good amount. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he's in play for sure. It's just really tough um, lineup construction wise. And I actually like it because I don't like forcing him into lineups. I get it. He's a good player, but I don't want to restrict my lineups too much. And if he's going to be popular, it makes it even easier for me to go, okay, he's expensive. I can get better lineups without him, in my opinion, just overall across the board, better higher projected lineups, even potentially. And he's, he's higher owned. He's extremely highly owned. He might be a top three owned, if not top owned player in the slate. Travis Kelsey at $9,000. It's nothing against him. He could very easily be a yes. It's a difficult match for the price point, in my opinion. But it's also like Los Angeles Chargers have been solid against tight ends, but he also leads all players in the league with 10 targets inside the 10 yard line. 14 red zone targets is top three in the league so far this season. Kelsey's obviously a great play if you want to get to him, but when I look at the the product of this slate, I prefer paying up for Tyreek Hill. I prefer um, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry in the same price range as pass catchers. I prefer Philip Rivers across a different position in the similar price range. So Travis Kelsey is surely a great play. Um, he's not a anything of a. He's not even an afterthought. He's just a guy that, due to price and due to just positionality, I probably get to other players ahead of him. That said, though, he's right in the borderline of being a yes for me. He's a great play. Uh, we get to these running backs who are maybes for me from the Chiefs. Like I talked about earlier. Damian Williams is in yellow. I have him as a maybe, but the only way I play this guy is if LaShawn McCoy is a healthy scratch and Damian Williams, who is currently questionable and almost did not even make the trip um, for this game. He did make the trip, but he's questionable. It does not seem great for his status. If he plays and LaShawn McCoy is a healthy scratch, I'll play Damian Williams at 7,400. If LaShawn McCoy is going to play... And the reason LaShawn McLeod was a healthy scratch last time, the reports were that they're trying to save him and preserve him a little bit more for the playoffs, which I guess makes some sense, but he also fumbled the ball and since then has not gotten any in a third quarter of a game that was pretty close, and, and since then has not gotten any meaningful run. Um, I believe that was against the Packers. So, yeah, you get now Damian Williams, the only up, upside at 7,400, in my opinion, is if there's no... P- potential touches to go away from him with McCoy and Daryl Williams in the backfield. Last time when McCoy was a healthy scratch, Damian Williams out-touched Daryl Williams 24-3. to So give me all the Damian Williams in the world. He'll become a yes if Lashawn McCoy, and we won't know until an hour and a half before lock is a healthy scratch and Damian Williams is starting. Darrell Williams will only be interesting to me if Damian Williams is out, then I'll get more of Darrell Williams. Um, Darrell Williams, it, it, he'll be the only guy back there with potentially not even Lashawn McCoy. So he'll be more interesting if before lock you see no Damian Williams. Um, I like him at 4,200 then even if McCoy is active. And then Lashawn McCoy, I just have no interest in. If Damian Williams misses and McCoy is active at 5,200, it's worth some stabs. Of course, he'll probably see half the touches right there with Darrell Williams. Um, so you can obviously get to it as a Chiefs are a five-point favorite here. Austin Eckler is at maybe at 6,600. The price point just seems really steep here. Um, For a guy who's, uh, he's like $1,000 to uh, $1,500 off some of these top end plays. For a guy who's only averaging 20.7 routes run per week since Gordon returned, that's a drop of about six routes per week, which is pretty big usage, obviously going down about 20% uh, 20 or so since Melvin Gordon returned. And now Gordon is running 17 routes per week. And he's only, he's still playing though around 50% of the snaps since Gordon returned. They play on the field together a lot. It's just the overall upside here at $6,600. Even if he catches like four balls for like 20 yards, 30 yards, which is good upside as a pass catching running back at this price point it still doesn't pay it off he has to get into the end zone or he has to have a huge game and we know that he probably um, has that upside still just the way that gordon is playing once again gordon over the last two weeks 46 total touches it's really hard to imagine that that's going to trend downward in a matchup where they're facing a chief's although five point underdogs a chief's uh, defense that is just terrible against the run and they've been very much so hammering at home with melvin gordon Um, you're going to have third string running back justin jackson doubtful to to play in this one which he didn't play any snaps last week but the week before he played about seven snaps so if anything that helps Austin Eckler a little bit more um, but no real overall impact Mike Williams at 5,800 he's probably going to face Tardavious Ward who's been very strong over the last six weeks one of the better cornerbacks in the league only giving up 15 receptions for 185 yards and a 66 overall pass rating against. I'm probably not going to get to too much Mike Williams, but again, I, I, I prioritize personally wide receivers and pass catching tight ends that are elite. You get two pass catching tight ends in my opinion, in Hunter Henry and Travis Kelsey, that are elite in terms of fantasy. Top probably six tight ends, top maybe both. Uh, both of them are top five tight ends potentially in the league right now. Definitely Kelsey and Hunter Henry's right on that line. Probably gets right there at top five. Um, so it's a spot where I prioritize those types of players and then wide receivers. So Michael Williams is obviously a deep threat down the field, but he's a guy who's going to re- revolve or, or, or really rely on little volume, four or five targets. So it'll get you there, but I think at his price point, he might be a little bit over-owned in my opinion. So, He's just not a priority. He's a secondary option for me. You have both the kickers on this slate. My always, I say for them, is kickers are fine. Just roster one at most. Otherwise, you're killing your up expected value. I would prefer here Harrison Buckner. But um, either way, you have the the honey or the, the money badger. He calls himself Michael Badg- Badgley. Um, both of them are fine. I slightly prefer Harrison Buckner as a, a more implied points from Vegas as his kicker total not just for the team, but his actual kicking over-under points are higher for him. So I'll take him for $200 more. Chiefs defense is in play at 3600 We know Phillip Rivers and things can get wonky there as a five-point favorite, although they're not at home. They're in a neutral site here. Um, as a five-point favorite, I'll take their defense at 3600 although I do prefer, I believe, the kickers here. And then lastly, my only other maybe is Andre Patton at $200. This is interesting. He's played 82% of the snaps over the last three weeks. He's ran 23.3 routes per week over the last month, and yet he has zero receptions. <laughs> zero receptions over the last three games. I think last game he had four targets, three or four targets, um, and I think one of the passes was just a really bad pass behind him by Rivers, so he should have actually had his first reception. He started to get looks last week. Uh, he'll be on the field a ton, 82% of the snaps. He's played 82 82 and 81% of the snaps over the last three weeks. He's on the field. He's literally consistently running around 24 routes per week, 23.3 to be exact on average over the last month. So this is a guy who's getting usage in terms of being on the field. He's just not seeing any targets because he falls behind Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams in this overall offense, and even Melvin Gordon at times in the passing game. So he's just kind of non-existent. But when there's $500,000 on the line, and he's $200, and we know personally in this little circle of of people that care more about DFS um, that he's only $200 and seeing a good amount of usage in terms of his routes run every single week, it's an interesting spot to keep taking stabs on it. I get it's low upside, but what do you need? You need a guy who's going to run 22 routes, 23 routes in this game, maybe even more since it should be a high-scoring game. Say he runs 25 routes here. If he just lands in the end zone like an 8-yard touchdown, something like that, He's crushing for you at $200. So I think it's worth the risk when there's $500,000 on the line and you're trying to get different. I don't think there's much upside in it. Clearly, the guy hasn't caught a ball the last three weeks. When he's ran a total of 73 routes in the last two weeks, he hasn't caught a ball. Over the last three weeks, he hasn't caught a single ball. So that's not great. Um, But at least he's had targets in that time. Uh, $200 is at least, in my opinion, worth the risk if you're going to get some sort of upside out of it. Again, if you roster him and he does nothing, just know that the, the realistic upside more times than not here is less than two fantasy points for this guy. If he even catches a ball, you're really banking on a touchdown, um, but at low ownership and a low price point, I think it's worth it in some lineups. So those are my interests. Those are 16 players, um, or, or yeah, 16 players right now. mccall uh, Harmon. I have no interest in. He's only running 11.3 routes run per week since Tyreek's return, 13 snaps per week over the last three weeks, and that's about it. Demarcus Robinson is probably going to get a lot of Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward stays on the left side of the field 63% of the time. And again, he's not going to shadow Tyree Kill in this one. Uh, Demarcus Robinson's been running around 27 routes per week, but at his price point at 4,400, it's actually really cheap. It's just a really, really difficult matchup for a guy who's going to be behind Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, and whichever running backs on the field in the pecking order. Very similar to Andre Patton in terms of runs a lot of routes, a much better offense with the Chiefs, and he gets actual separation in Robinson. This has a brutal matchup uh, this week. So that's from at right now. My yeses are Tyree Kill, Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and Sammy Watkins. I actually think Andre Patton is close to a because of his price point. I just don't want people to think like, oh, I'm building my lineup. I'm building five. Got to put them in all of them. No, I don't think that's the case here. So I'm going to keep him as a maybe. The rest of my maybes are Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Daryl Williams, and Damian Williams. Once again, go back in the podcast or the YouTube video to understand how I want to break them down. If Damian Williams is in and no LaShawn McCoy, I like Damian Williams. Any other situation, all three running backs are in. LaShawn is in. I just don't want any of Damian Williams at that price point. Um, Austin Eckler, Michael Williams are maybes for me. I prefer Mike Williams over Eckler. Both kickers are fine. I would just get to one, though, in a lineup, but you can choose either of them. I slightly prefer Harrison Buckner. The Chiefs' defense is the only defense I'd get to. And again, Andre Patton is dirt cheap and worth a flyer in some lineups. That is it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you leave, hit that subscribe button in the bottom right corner. It's a little kind of faint subscribe button in red. I really appreciate it if you do that for me. It helps me out. If you do the five-star rate rating review over on the podcast, you'll be entered into a raffle for a $25 ticket into the Fantasy Draft main event for the NFL Week 12. Uh, this past week was $35,000 to first place in that one with, again, no rake over on Fantasy Draft. So thank you so much for tuning in. Follow me on Instagram to get some sneak peeks and, and some free content drops over there. Follow me on Twitter at Salvation DFS for updates on my content, as well as just some statistics and things that I believe are beneficial to people on that sort of a news source on Twitter. 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 So once again, thank you so much. Hit the subscribe button before you go. My name's Sal. You already know that. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully somebody wins $500,000 all by themselves and hopefully it's you. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.